Okay, good evening. And we are Pilo Prayer. And last week, we, we, we noted there are really two definitions. This Pilo is one of the ten, the Shaitas, one of the ten languages of, of Tefillah, of prayer. In this case, it's called prayer. And last week, we said the, the, the translation of Pilo is two things based on two different psukim, what Pilo meant. One is to connect, to be mistabic, to connect to Hashem, and we elaborated on last week what that means to connect to Hashem. The second language of, of tefillah, of prayer, is more challenging, and that it means uh, strict in judgment. And we, we left the question, really, what, how do we explain tefillah, prayer, as being strict in judgment? Usually we would say prayer is changing judgment, connecting to Hashem. What does that mean? Pilol, as far as that. So Amram to Nivar Mishpah to explain Tfilah in the language what it means, Mishpah, judgment, strict, Hugam can be also there's also a wondrous explanation, elucidation, I'll close you know, which explains, because remember we said last week, the Pilo is one of the ten languages, but it is the language. It's 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 the, the language that's used to explain prayer in general. So whatever we're going to say should really be not just on a specific explanation of tefillah of prayer, but also a general. And that's the following thing. What does it mean that tefillah, pillow is, is, is judgment? Actually, this connects to our, our pre-sheer conversation, right? Truth. It's, right, there, there are certain truths in the world, and we live today in a world where people are indoctrinating literally indoctrinating false lifestyles, ideas, ideologies into the world. Well, tefillah comes from to judge what's true. Lishbaita emes. To judge what's the emes. What's the truth in the world? Mashi emes lamita. What is the full truth? Vine, and there is something which is completely true. Yesh emes be'etzem. There's something objectively true. V'yesh emes v'nikro, and sometimes a person hits on the truth. It's not really true. It's it's quasi. There's no. There's not. It's not intrinsically true. Uvirambam and the Rambam, Maimonides explains the pasuk. We say it every day in tefillah in the morning and at night. Hashem Elokim emes Hashem. Hashem is lashon of God of mercy. Also explaining God in judgment and his emes. It's true. Hashem Elokim emes. Shurak hu yisparek only Hashem. Is emes lamitas emes the true essence intrinsic? God is the only thing that is true in this world. Ubir dvar. What is that? What is a Rambam? What does he mean by that? What is that? God is the only that's truly true in this world. Like says that God is truly true in this world. Ubir bedvar shakol dover and Everything, everyone is created. Therefore, it just it's not it's 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 a nivra. It's 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 there by by chance, so to speak. It doesn't have to be there. God created it, therefore it's there, but it doesn't have to be there. It's not truly true. But Hashem is, Hashem is everything. Hashem is the beginning and the end of the world. And therefore God is the ultimate truth. Hashem is truth. Everything else is a deck of cards which can get changed at any moment. Hashem is truth, 
Hashem by nature, well, there's no nature, Hashem, Hashem creates nature, but Hashem has to be in the world. Hashem is the creator of the world. Now we can't, we those are words we can't fully fathom because we, we, we're, we're living in a finite world and Hashem is infinite. But we understand that Hashem is omnipotent and infinite and Hashem therefore is the only real truth in this world. This is the language of the Rambam. It's the Rambam. The Ram says that in Yesodiyah Torah. Yesodiyah Torah is the foundations of faith. It's the beginning of the Ramam's magnum opus of Mishnah Torah and Sefer Hamada. And there, the Ramam has a section called Yesodiyah Torah, the foundations of, uh, uh, foundations of faith. This is a direct quote from Yesodiyah Torah. If you come to think, everything in the world um, um, uh, is, 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 is created in the Zerah because Hashem wants it. And it can change in a moment Hashem wants it. And Hashem is the only thing which is permanent and can't be destroyed. It can't be taken away. Everything, us included, everything, we all are dependent on Hashem. Hashem is not dependent on, on us. And Amitas Therefore, Hashem is the ultimate truth, and we are not, and the world is not, and things that seem scary are, are not. That's what the Navi says. But and you're, it's, this is actually, I'm learning this right now. I'm, just, I'm, 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 learning, I'm learning the Tanakh every day. And you, I mean, Yermia, it's from the Sefer for Yermia. And then we say it in Tefillah again every day. Hashem Elohim Emes. That's, that's the language of Yermia. God is the God of truth. And Hashem, both languages and description of God. But it's one guy that's true. Only Hashem is true. There is no other truth in this world but for Hashem. There truly is nothing besides Hashem. There is nothing which is true like Hashem. And therefore, if a person wants to come Lamoid, and to judge in their life. You know, most of us don't think. I'm just, just being honest. Most people today, if they have a free moment, they look at their phones, they turn on the computer, they read a book, they space out, they listen to music. We're not, we're not, we're not thinking people today. I don't know, on the contrary, most people are scared to think today. They don't think deep thoughts today. People live mostly very superficial lives, and they're not thinking. They're just like listening, rocking through life. When a person stops and contemplates and cogitates what is true in this world. Not, not what's true for the moment. I just mentioned to you before this, you know, that there's all kinds of things being espoused and being propagated today, which are such sheker. And even there's such false life ideas and so many just, and they're being taught in the, to little kids. You know, it, that's that's obvious. There are other things that could seem true at the moment. Decisions people make, you know, decisions, what they're doing, and a person thinks that that's forever, that's all important, or that's, but it's not really. And those truths really may not be so fully true. And by the way, which I tell you on a personal level, you know, I have a very big decision on a, on a very big thing, to details, but, and, and when, when this original decision was made two years ago, it was true. 
not, not my job or anything like that, but something communal I'm dealing with. But it was a true reality. And today, I, I'm not, I'm, I had a meeting with very, very important people who were very involved in that sort of thing this week. Again, I don't want to for, I'm obviously being vague for, for good reason. But that truth may have ended. It, there's a new reality for various reasons, communally, economically, whatever it may be. Things change. So what was true two years ago may not be true today. <laughs> so it means it wasn't really true. It was, it was the right, maybe, decision at the moment, but it wasn't true. Only Hashem is true. And we're judging what's truly true. What is the real truth of the world? Versus Emes. What's the real truth of the world? You know what a person is going to come to they actually think and they're honest, right? You judge that. You realize Hashem is the only thing that's really true. Everything else, like I just mentioned about you know, propagation of false... If a person would have lived in Soviet Union in 1925, they would have been, pro, they would have been indoctrinated, certainly in 1955, they would have been indoctrinated in the, in the rights of the worker, in communism, there is no God, there is... They would have been, and it's all false. It's all shaker. That's what they've been told. The public schools were taught that in the Soviet Union. The, the media would have said that in the Soviet Union. The, the, the government would have said that in the Soviet Union. You could have been thrown in Siberia for your life if you didn't believe it. You could be killed if you didn't believe that. But it was never true. It was all shaker v'chazav. It was never, ever true. The whole thing was one big lie. But everyone around you said it's true. So that's, that's, that's total. That was total false. But I'm telling you, there are decisions that person for the moment may have been their truth, but it's not really true. It's just that was the right thing at the right moment. Right? There's only one ultimate truth in the world. That's Hashem. And when a person starts thinking about what that means, Hashem is the only thing that's true in this world. And what Hashem is, He's Gadol, He's great, Gibor, all-powerful, Noiro, awesome, and Eitachas, to, 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 in all, uh, to infinity, Shigamzu, and that is also the truth. That's the truth. That's the intrinsic truth. It's all, it's all for the Rambam. It's not me, by the way. And I'm not a pinkest either. It's for the Rambam. Or a person then continues to contemplate and to ruminate and to cogitate and to ponder in this truth. Miyad, Amelis, Ayur, the fire wants to praise the ultimate truth. Ul Roymo to exalt. And to, uh, to sing, and that's what comes when a person understands the truth. That there's nothing besides Hashem. <laughs> that everything else is a, really a mirage to a large extent. Hashem is the ultimate truth. Whether it's the spiritual worlds, the myriads of spiritual worlds which the Sifrei HaKabbalah teach us, or the physical world, which is wondrous, which we live in, which is remarkable. And from this quality of thinking, 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 uh, of, the, of the truth of Hashem, a person is filled with song and praise of what Hashem is, because Hashem is the ultimate truth. When a person continues on this, on this path, a bechipas am is looking for the truth. Then the person looks at everything Hashem that Hashem created in this world. 
the corner of Rayim, Atami, who might Sarisha Hashem is the from the, 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 the DNA strands to the cells to uh, the plants to the tree, wherever it may be, to the world history, the Ashkacha, Hashem, it all comes from Hashem. You feel close to Hashem, you see the Hashem in the world. We want to connect to the truth. We want to connect to Hashem. Hashem is the source. Right? Hashem is that ultimate truth. Where a person understands, that's his Ayyidavan. Where a person is davening, they're going to the source of all truth. They're not asking. They're not, of course, in the world, we're obligated to do our due diligence because that's the way Hashem created the world. But the source of it all, the only thing which is real of it all, it's Hashem. And then when you dab, your person davening, they're, they're connecting to that. They're connecting to the source. They're connecting to the truth. Um, and they, were, they, they pray to the truth. And when a person's even looking more, uh, in the, in, in searching for the truth, connecting to the truth, and they think a little bit more, being atzmo, and they think about themselves. You know, we're all, we're all self-interested, right? And by the way, we should be self-interested. We shouldn't, uh, it shouldn't be our beginning and end. But, but we, you know, it, it, to quote the sage, hello, I'm Ana Neely Mealy. If I'm not for myself, who with me? If I'm only for myself, what am I? But if I'm not for myself, what am I? I better be for myself. So when a person's looking at themselves, um, think about all the good that we have. All of the good that we are hearing and seeing, we're, we have food and we're living and we, we, we meet remarkable people, our opportunities, experience, all of these things. So that we're, you know, hearts are beating, that we're alive, that you know, we're able to eat, you go, go through it. We're part of Sasa, none of us are homeless, and we have pleasures, and we have family, we have friends, whatever it may be. And we do it because the truth is coming. Why are we thanking and praising Hashem? Why do we thank? Because it's coming from Hashem. We know the truth. It's not coming from me. Right? We could have been born in, in some island, homeless, you know, as, as, you know, living a life without anything. Forget the fact that we're a yid, we have a connection to Hashem. That's the biggest brach of it all. But the source of it all is Hashem. And the only true praise uh, is Hashem. You know, my daughter, Adina, she just, she's about to graduate 11th grade. So she had one teacher for the past three years. In 12th grade, she will not have this teacher. Very fine rabbi, a learned person. Very. She quotes this person all the time. She teaches him one of the yeshivas. He teaches the basic high school. So I went to him. I saw him tonight. I said, "I want to give you like some kind of hakar satayif." So that you told my daughter for three years. Actually, he happens to have very high praise for my daughter. For, you know, but but like I thanked him. But you know, but, but it's not really him. It's Hashem. Hashem put him in that school and put him in this world. And gave him the talents to teach, uh, and you know, it's in this generation. I mean, I'll go down a list of. It. Now, of course, I'm obligated to thank this rabbi. In fact, they offered him to get some kind of gift, which I will get. But because that's my obligation, he's a human being, which was a shliach. But the ultimate truth, how he ended up in that school in this generation at this time with my daughter, is Hashem. And so, ultimately, you have to thank Hashem for that. That, that that's the truth. That's the emes. That's that's 
And therefore, when a person is davening, it's lispalel, you're judging the truth. It's the, it's the real truth. We're giving the strict part is a strict MS. You daven, it's no fluff. It's, it's going, you're going to the source. Person is realizing the source of everything in the world. The only thing that's really true in this world, to quote the Rambam, is Hashem. Everything else is temporary, everything else is created, created. everything else can be changed in a moment. But Tim says, he says in the Pinkus, says, you know, you can see all three foundations of roots of feeling this praising Hashem, because Hashem asking for mercy for the, to, to the source of the truth, and thanking Hashem, because Hashem is the, is, 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 is the real source. And they all stem and sprout forth, praising Hashem, asking for Hashem, thanking for Hashem. When we sit for one moment and we know Hashem is the truth, of, the true of true. Hashem is MS. And that's the essence of tefillah, of prayer in its purity. To judge Mishpat Emes, to judge the truth, what's real in this world, what's real in my world, the ultimate truth and the only real intrinsic truth is Hashem. And we pray to Hashem for that reason. Let this lightning bolt of truth. If your person has that clarity, a person has that vision, that understanding, what's really true and ultimately true as well, internal as well, is Hashem, and everything comes from the Rebbe Yishlam, then, then, if, but it will, then the prayer comes naturally from that. You can't even hold it back because you're, you're, you're connecting to the truth. There's also another concept for this. We need Pashu, it's a cold Baal Seichel. It's and anyone who's of any intelligence, this is simple. Shahagdara Ha'amitis. When you when we think about something, the definition of something, it's Hua uh, Tsuroso, uh, it is um uh, it's the the, the 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 form and not its material. For example, if you see a table, if you're describing a, a, a table, and you, you ask your friends, what this? You point to a table. He's not going to say it's pieces of wood. He's going to say, uh, even though in truth it is pieces of wood, he's going to say it's a table. He's not going to say it's wood. It's, it's a bunch of wood put together. No, you, this is a table. But a behemoth, an animal, shetirlas <coughs> chefetz, a behemoth won't see a table. It's going to see a bunch of wood molded together. The deeper understanding of this is, when a person uses their brain, they don't see the, merely the material, they see the form, where it, where it comes from it. The essence of it, and what its purpose is. For example, you see a car. You won't just see a color. When you see a car, the last layer of a car is the paint. It's Yehuda, you still have a red car? A car you still have? If I, if I see your car, I don't see red. It's a nice car. I've seen that car before, right? So I don't see red. I don't see red. I see the car. You see, you, you don't just see just the color of the the color. They actually, if I describe it, oh, that's red. If I point at Yehuda Steinwerk's car, right? Nice car, right? Oh, that's red. No, that's a car. Maybe. maybe Painted red, but it's a car. It's not red. 
in Abish so soft of Dariachar, even though the, the, the color is red, um, and, and, and if a person has a lemon, it says it's bar, there's, there's, it's, there's metal under it, uh, under it, but an, uh, it could be even an animal correct can notice that, bite into it. Of all them, when you see it, you know that this car can travel and stop. You don't think at all. You think you think it's it's a car. That's how you define things. And after this basic definition, we when we see things. We see tables and cars, not not paints or, or wood. Initial a person who's thinking correctly, lot straight. Listen to this, Rabbi Sai. Good, we woke up this morning just to hear this. When we see the sun in the heavens in Shemayim, a person asks, "What is that?" Now we can't don't stare at the sun too long, but if you can look for a few seconds, what is that? Zui Bria, what it really is is not the paint called the sun. It's something showing the greatness of Hashem. The sun is one of Hashem's creations. That's what it really is. The sun, in fact, David Amalek will praise the creation of the sun. By the way, in the old days, the idolaters worshipped, many of the ancient idolatries worshipped the sun. But really, the sun is praising Hashem. It is a part of Hashem's creation. Kibi emes, Zuitchunaso, that's really the the, 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 the the sun is the wood, but it really, the form of the sun is really pra- is, is Hashem's creation. Now, the truth of the sun is the true understanding is it's something which is Hashem's creation and shows Hashem's greatness in this world. That the sun, which is bigger than any nuclear many nuclear bombs every second, right, which gives life, life to us and to the world. Right? Life, we couldn't live without the sun, gives time, gives seasons, you name it, allows trees to grow, <laughs> keep going, right? Is just a create, that's the truth of the sun. That's the, 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 the sun itself is just the paint of the wood. It's, and that, and when, when Chazal, our sages, tell us, Shema Amru, the Moshe, the Moses, Moshe, is Mestakobas, Bekar Clear vision. Right? That last is Parsha. Hashem tells Moshe, uh, tells Aaron and Miriam, you ha- you don't see the the prophecy anything like it's the chasm between you and Moshe is tremendous. You can't compare Moshe and uh, Aaron and Miriam were great, great people who can't comprehend it, but they were no comparison to Moshe's Nevuah. N- That's what Hashem told them. Don't compare yourself to Moshe. Moshe was mistakel, which means he saw the truth in everything in his prophecy. When he saw Chifetz, he saw it clearly, and, and he saw everything as what it was in, in Klapi Shemai, with the real essence, how this is only a manifestation of Hashem's glory. The Sulamini, and nothing else. It's not, I don't look at, I'm on a table right now giving a share. This, I'm not looking at wood, I'm looking at, I'm telling this is a table. Right? And when Hashem, Moshe saw the sun, it was Hashem's cre- creation for glory, and everything in the world was that way. He didn't learn, oh, I can also, also you can praise Hashem. It's good for this, and that, it's not something, no, no, that's all it is. 
The sun, all the sun is, and we benefit in many ways, the Tashem created the world, but all the sun is, is, is Hashem's creation to create glory in this world. We ask, what is that? The sun, the moon. We're like, we're seeing a bunch of metal being, we don't see it's a car. Um, but at some point, we believe that the soul of the sun, the soul of the moon and the stars and the plants and the, the, the atmosphere and everything in the creation is the Hagama Matzcha, is that. Um, right? If a person sees something living, you're going to see, oh, it's 40, uh, it's 150 pounds of flesh and blood. No! It's, it's, it, what blindness, what foolishness. Your person, uh, you're looking at a, a neshama. You and I, by the way, this is actually interesting. You and I, we're not a body. Our essence is our soul. If I have to pick Laser Kazdin, Laser Kazdin is not a guy who lives in, in, in Las Gadis. Laser Kazdin is the neshama called uh, Laser Kazdin. You know, uh, uh, Eliezer, whatever, Ben, so and so, that's Susan neshama. That's his essence. We're, you ever see a person lobotomize or, 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 or lose their seichel or can't speak or is... Well, that's not who they are. The, the, we are our soul. If you, even by us, when you see a human being, the, the body is not who they really are. The body is just a metal. The essence of the person is the soul. Everything's essence is the pneum, is the soul. By the way, a lot of agarata, not for now, when, when you learn agarata, Gamara, it's, it's very often they'll like, describe things which is not the typical way, because they're, they're, the Chazal are focusing on the Pnim, on the soul of the matter. Not for now. Uh, just like who we are, who our essence is, is our soul and not our body, so to everything in creation, the essence is the soul. It's not the, the external material. And in those fleeting moments where we're davening, Shadam Oyman, and we're sitting there judging truth. And what's really what's real in the world? What's real in the world? You connect the at that moment we're connecting to the true vision, like Moshe Bans of the world. We, when you know, we say Shabbos Davin, we start praising Hashem who creates the sun and the moon, and everything comes to Hashem, and you say in tefillah every day, right? Hallelujah. It's, what we're really doing is connecting to the neshama of everything in the world. We're connecting to the truth. We're saying with our mouths what, we're, what our hearts can see. Shema's called over. The essence, the essence, the truth of everything. The real truth is that brings Hashem to the in the world. When a person, when you're davening, can debate properly. Those truthful moments. That's tefillah. You're judging, you're, we're on the, we're, we're living, the, we're speaking the truth, not sheker, not falsehood, not, not silliness, not the mirage that some, so many billions of people get suckered in. Some like, you know, Hollywood show called, they, they think is life. So when you're davening, which is the service of the whole, the, the heart, and you're asking Hashem, and you're praising Hashem, and all the priests feel, what you're really doing is realizing the truth, connecting to the truth. When a person prays Hashem, he's saying, this is the truth. You know that pray, it is the neshama. 
The Talmud says in Brochus Tafkaftes, Kshata Yoitzladerich, when a person goes out and travels, leaves the city. By the way, in the old days, we left the city. It was quite dangerous. It was there's all kinds of bandits, there's mamish wild animals, in, you know, in the, on the roads, literally wild animals, and no protection. And when it got night, there was no lights. <laughs> you it was pitch dark very often. You got this pitch or tent somewhere. Uh, it was partially dangerous to travel too far out, and you weren't traveling in, in armored vehicles. You were in wagons or on horses or on donkeys or on foot. You know that you were you were exposed to the elements on many levels, and so it was dangerous to travel. And so the Talmud says, um, "My my You should." You should go and say Tfilah Sadarach. When a person travels, you say Tfilah Sadarach. Near the Yishkan Remesh, Nifla, Madanak, the Gemara, Ian Tfilah Sadarach, cause Belashan Hamalaf, and the Sias class is taken Eitza. The Beemis Oifim, my Sia Tfilah is Yatsus Nifla. This Tfilah is a tremendous piece of advice. Marshall Lama, it gives a Marshall, he once heard from the great Mashkir of the Mir Yeshiva. Rabbi Rucham Lavavitz, Rabbi Rucham Lavavitz. I'm a student of students of Rabbi Rucham Lavavitz. He was a mashkirch of Mir before the Holocaust. The great mashkirch of, of the Mir is actually his yard site was last week. She'echem ibechirat talmidov. One of his students, listen to this, one of Rabbi Rucham's students once shot from the Mir. Mir was in Biela, Russia, White Russia. Uh, or Lithuania for many generations. To uh, Warsaw, went to go to Warsaw. Erez kama mechafatza v'skalat says aderech of a koydem he got all things ready going on his way before he left he asked the mashkiach for a bracha wanted to ask the mashkiach for a bracha chadro shal mashkiach halamayla baliyah okay the rucham levalitzim was the top floor of the yeshiva yet it was up like on a, on a, uh, all the way up he had to go but up the stairs. Now, I have to understand, the Mir Yeshiva, in the old days, not like today, they didn't leave. It was, when, when the Zman, you say between Sukkot and Pesach, you didn't leave. Even though it was uncommon those days to go home, people would stay in the Mir Yeshiva for three, four years and, and be involved in the Yeshiva. People didn't go to weddings. The, the old rules, you got married, you could take one friend or something like that. Maybe. To leave it was close by. It was not like today. Today, unfortunately, or our reality is that we, we, we take a lot more breaks. Uh, the near, you didn't leave. So this guy gets up the first step and he says, what, why am I going to tell the mashkiach, Rabbi Ruchel these are 20 year olds who idolized the mashkiach. Rabbi Ruchel was a beloved mashkiach. He was a melech. They were in awe of him. We even hear students Many years later, my, the person who married me off, Rebzal Gapstein, was very close to Rebbe When he was to Rebbe Chalavetz, it was with awe. Now it's many decades, over six decades after he had seen him, he had passed away. And I was learning about Rebbe Gapstein. Over six decades later, okay? This Bachar is walking up the stairs saying, what am I going to tell the Mashkir? Why am I going to Warsaw? So he comes up another step and say, um, what if the Mashkir asks me Rucham asked me a few questions on that. The Kach Allah, Benetzer, he kept thinking, what am I going to say? How am I going to say it? How am I going to answer him? Why am I leaving Yeshiva to go to Varsaw? 
until he came, um, listen to this, until he came to the door of the Mashkiach, to Beruchim's door. And when he got to the door of Beruchim Levavitz, he stopped, thought, and walked down the stairs, and went back to his room and unpacked his back. Because he said at that moment he understood he really didn't need to go to Warsaw. In the beginning, he had all kinds of reasons I guess to go to Warsaw. But as he started walking up those stairs, stair one, where do I tell the Mashkiach? I have to go to Warsaw. As he got closer, why am I going to Warsaw? I don't really have to go. It's not really a legitimate reason. So he turns around, never opens it, knocks on the door and opens the door, and goes right back to him and unpacks. True story. Cesar of Pincus. Kama nifla sipar pasha. How amazing this simple story is. Why? When this Bachar, this yeshiva student, had to explain why he was leaving yeshiva to a great person, not a great person, Ruchim was known for being very inquisitive and very, very, he, he got things right away. You weren't going to fool Ruchim. He is coming to truth. He looked at the truth. He looked, he stopped and said, Is this necessary? Because he was going to go to Rabbi Ruchim, was going to ask him that question. Why will you leave Yeshiva? Do you have to leave Yeshiva? Is there a legitimate reason to leave Yeshiva? Knowing that those questions were coming from a very big person led him to his own truth. He was biased. When he said to go to Warsaw, really, he really didn't need to go. Even though he thought and packed and was prepared to go, it really wasn't the truth. And being forced to confront a person of great stature who demanded the truth, who lived by the truth, made him realize the truth. Same thing when we daven. Can you mamash begin to there's another benefit, a great benefit when we daven, besides the actual davening. It's, it's, uh, it's actually noted, and we say it's by Hamelech right? You should, you, should, you should go ahead, you should go ahead and to have, you know, like, ask the Melech, ask Hashem, so to speak, when you say it's Melech. That's the language of the Talmud. Um, which means, Go in front of Hashem is the only truth. Hashem, Eloikim, Emerson, right at the end of Shema every day, in the morning and night. We begin the day with Hashem, Eloikim, Emerson, we end the day with Hashem, Eloikim, Emerson. You're going to go in front of Hashem. Tefillah is a moment of truth. Just like that Chashem, Eloikim, from the Mir Yeshiva. Who we just spoke about. If Ruchim wasn't there, he didn't need Ruchim. All he had to do is get the Tefillah and say, I gotta go to Warsaw. By the way, from getting from Mir to Warsaw in the old days was quite a few days of travel and not always so safe, right? Um, but And certainly a Tircha, going on wagons and train, whatever it may be. And you say, I'm going to Warsaw. I have to go for this reason. Now, if you're going in front of Hashem, right? Hashem will give me MS. I really need to go. Do you really need to go? 
Yankala, you really need to go to Warsaw. You gotta leave Yeshiva. You gotta leave Yeshiva. You gotta leave your studies behind. Again, it's a free Yeshiva. That's the truth. Can I have the Varm that we read me out of as you can see? No. But there are times you need to leave. The times that people left. But it had to be true. But you're in front of Hashem, you don't need the Mashiach on the mirror. You could just be in front of Hashem and realize, you can turn around. You're asking Hashem for advice. Really, when a person davens, is this really what you should be davening for? Is this really, you're going in front of the Rimboi Mishalom? This is the truth. The main things we really do need. It clarifies what's really necessary, what's really true. A person needs a certain clothes. And he goes, people go three, four stores to pick the best suit, hat, tie, whatever it may be. A person looks very carefully, ladies especially. Whoa! When I say shalos and isha, well, I think about clothes. I hate shopping. I, if I had to go to 10 stores to pick a dress, oh my goodness. Shem, thank Baruch Hashem, I don't do that type of stuff. But I have daughters, uh, you know, <laughs> that's what they do. Right? Uh, get them to get a Shabbos outfit. Whoa! Yeah, yeah, it's like a whole shebang. So they go very carefully. A person asks, you can get it right away. He asks when they, you know, what, what's really, what's the real truth? Not, that, 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 so there's ten stories, but but the point is, you you you're clarifying. For for me, I don't need to go to ten stores. It could be for the girl or for even like I. It's necessary, but but when you're dominating, let me find this. Let me get this. Is it really what you need? Is it really what you want? Is this really what's important? It means it, it says or pinkus. Obviously, the main thing it's feel is to come to the source, to praise the source, to ask from the source, and to go ahead and thank the source. That's the main thing it's feel, to connect to the only true thing in this world, that's Hashem. But a benefit is when you're going to truth, it helps you and I define what our truth really is. What do we really need in this world? If you're embarrassed, Hashem, to ask it... <laughs> Right? One of the great Sadiqim said, if you're embarrassed to ask for it, it means you probably don't really need it in the first place. That's what he says when we say to Fila Sadarach, Hamelech Pekonech consult with Hashem, say to Fila Sadarach, is the path that you're going on on the road, is the path that you're going on to travel the right path? And is the path that we're choosing in our day in, day out life, and the decisions that we are making, and the things that we're doing? Is that the right path as well? When we connect to Hashem and we're davening, it's a good way to tell that we really live in the truth. When we come and daven to the source of all truth, or we can really also come to a benefit is, are we living and asking for and pushing for the truth? Okay, we'll hold it up.